We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-hosts, my partners in crime. It's kind of weird to say this because we haven't done this in a while. We really haven't. It's been a lot of interviews with people, but join with Nate Green and John Crane. Nate, get out of here. John, what's up? It's been a while. How are you doing? Oh, man. You know, I thought of, I thought this afternoon when I thought about doing this, you were going to ask me that question, and I was going to tell you something really big, and I don't remember what it was. <laughs> Oh, well, I, I, I did. I did meet uh, da- uh, Davy Roberts. Uh, went, yeah. went to a Cal, yeah. Went to a Cal State Fullerton game against LMU, which I think I told you guys I was going to go to that yep. game. Mm-hmm. And my wife's alum, and we're and uh, the coworker who who like dropped that he went to the Fullerton game. I thought, oh my gosh, what? It's right here. Why am I not going? To? And I looked it up and happened to just be LMU. So my yep. wife was in. And uh, so we're, sit- we're sitting there probably about four or five innings in. And my wife finally looks at me and she goes, John, she goes, does that guy over there look familiar to you? Pro- literally about eight seats away from us. Does he look really familiar to you? And I was talking to parents of LMU parents sitting behind him. And she thought, I can't place it. And I go, yeah, that's Dave Roberts, Dave Roberts <laughs> the manager of the, uh, of the doctors. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Does his son so, go to LMU or Cal State Fullerton? Yeah, no, he goes to LMU. Plays second base. I think he's second a base. sophomore or junior right now. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's good. He was playing. And one of the most uh, – actually, a, the coworker who told me about it, he showed up around the seventh inning. He just after work, whatever, he was working. And he, he walked in after it was free. He didn't have to pay. And uh, uh, his son hit a – it was just a single, but it was a two-run single because I think the bases were loaded. And Dave Roberts is sitting there with his with his cell phone, and he's going like this, <laughs> like he's all excited. His son, he's five five. It's like uh, it's very cool to see. You know, he's a big pro and big manager, but that's his son. It was yeah. very. It was Did you go cool. Friday night, John? 
No, we went Saturday night. Okay, I was going to say, did you stay for all – I think they played like 15 innings on Friday. 15 right? innings, the game I, – because I, I, I was talking to the LMU parents that were sitting pretty close to us when we sat down. That's I, I always start talking to people because uh, they all had LMU stuff, and I showed my wife had a hat. Uh, she's got her, her LMU – this isn't it. But she has an LMU hat that she got David Fletcher to sign because David Fletcher went to LMU. And then she had Dave Roberts sign that hat also. And uh, but anyways, I asked them, and they said they got out of there at one thirty in the morning. Yep, that sounds about right. Yeah, sounds like college yeah, baseball. Pretty normal. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it was. It, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, it was a very nice, very nice guy. He was, he was just like a parent in the stands. But you know, when we when you talk to him, he just yeah, sign. What do you want me to sign? Sign the hat. And here's the funny thing: I went to my car to get a sharpie because. I couldn't, my wife saw, I don't have, my wife always carries a Sharpie. She's a teacher. She always says, she didn't happen to have a Sharpie. So, and we're looking, nobody said, I got, honey, I have, I have a Sharpie in my car. So I ran to my car, Hollywood Park, and I came back. In my car, I always have a baseball because I'm tired of being caught, you know, like when I run into somebody to, to, to uh, sign my ball. So yeah. I grabbed the ball. I go, oh, I'll take this too. And I put it in my pocket and I come running in. And it wasn't until later that we talked to him. Yeah. I just had to bite baseball in my pocket the whole night. I didn't even remember to pull it out. So when I left, I'm all like, oh, what's this big yeah, <laughs> bulge right. in my pocket? <laughs> so anyways, I didn't get it signed, but whatever, you know, my wife did. So it's very close. I met Dave down in, uh, down in San Diego, one of the best people in baseball. He's a great guy. He really is. He like is. what you see on the field is really kind of what you get. He's and what you get in interviews is really kind of what he is. He's just an all around nice person. He really sadly is. one of the most underrated managers in baseball. That too, but he's just a great guy. He really is. I nice was guy. I was talking to my coworkers, most most of who are Dodger fans, and just always debating how ridiculous it was that they went to what two World Series and didn't win. And, you know, you still people, you know, I guess that's today. You, people talk about like, oh, we need, to, we need to get rid of Roberts. You know, he made a bad decision here. And that's okay. And it, it, finally he's won it. So I guess he might be safe for a few years. But, you know, I mean, how long did Tommy Lasorda manage? And I never once heard in my entire anybody ever say we should get rid of Tommy Lasorda. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. yeah. He was also a little bit more of a character too. Tommy was just like, everyone loved that guy. So, I mean, I think it's a little different, but. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, yes, I get it. I think it's just kind of a what have you done for me lately type of thing when it comes to management. Like, this is what come we, that's kind of why uh, Socia got ran out in a sense, you know? And um, I mean, eventually, that's if, if Madden doesn't do anything, that's why Madden's going to get ran out. I mean, they're good managers, but at the end of the day, you know, that's why I hate football. You know, I feel like they just recycle, recycle, recycle. It's, it's kind of brutal. It's kind of brutal. So, guys, Let's get to the question of the day here. I know we've been talking a little baseball. The question of the day, I'm going to sidetrack us here because I've had a little bit of a sweet tooth. What's your favorite candy? You got a favorite candy here, guys? Nate? I, I do. Um, right now, it's Reese's and it's unwrapped. It's the best thing ever because it doesn't take you two minutes to, to get them unwrapped. You just put them in the freezer and you open up it. Oh, my gosh. Um, they're, they're like the little mini Reese's. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those things – and there's like a good amount. You know how sometimes you eat the Reese's and there's like two of them. And you're like, did I really waste like enough. five bucks on two little circles? Yeah. Uh, but no, th this is worth it. That's fair. That's fair, John. Favorite candy? You got a favorite candy bar? Okay, I'll, I'll go. I'll go a, a chocolate bar and then I'll go a hard candy or a, a chewy candy. Uh, my favorite uh, bar is a score bar. 
S K O R. It's a toffee bar. Yeah. And uh, my favorite, my favorite hard cake is Good and Plenty. Maybe not a popular popular choice, but I love me some Good and Plenty. Hey, that's that's uh, that's fine. I'm an O Henry fan. Anytime I can get an O Henry bar, that's what I, I'm a big fan of. Those can't hard to find them. Um, but yeah, O Henry. It's yeah. a little. I think it's brown. I think it's fudge brownie or something like that, and yeah, some more yeah. chocolate and caramel. Yeah delicious delicious so guys as always thank you so much for listening to this podcast here at talking halos uh making it through the lockout with us and we had a lot of fun guests on um hope you guys really enjoyed that still working on getting more and more guests on as well throughout the season um you guys if you could follow us wherever you guys are listening i guess or watching you know subscribe uh if you're watching us on youtube uh it's been a blast doing this youtube stuff as well um, and of course, follow us on all our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, follow myself at on Twitter, at Jared underscore Tim's. You can follow Nate at Nate green 34 and John at Jags crane, John, cause I know John's been on there a lot more lately. Uh, I mean, it's like I said, it's refreshing to see John on there. I like, I like when John is, things are good when John's on, on Twitter. Good <laughs> yeah, on yeah. 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 <laughs> so, thanks uh, guys. Just again, thank you so much for listening here at talking halos. So, Guys, let's start the day off. The Angels have made some moves. Um, signed a right right-handed reliever, left-handed reliever, Nate. That right-handed. We had a huge discussion about this before because I thought it was somebody else. Right-handed I, I reliever. was right in who I thought it was. Yeah, Cesar Valdez, righty. Um, Flamethrower. Uh, he's a right-handed Alex Claudio. I'm going to be completely frank with you guys. It's a right-handed Alex Claudio. He touches eighty-six. He's okay. Right-handed Alex Claudio. Um, I'm cool with it. That's fine. Um, That's AJ fine. Ramos, another guy, didn't make it up to the major leagues. He was with the Angels last year, played all um, in AAA. I was hoping to see him because he has a good track record. Um, and I know AAA is not the easiest place, but that's that's a depth piece that I'm okay with. I know Nate and I talk about depth pieces. Uh, he's been good in the past, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with uh, I'm fine with bringing him back. Uh, they signed Austin Romine today, brother of former Angels first round pick Andrew Romine. Was he a first rounder? I think second rounder. I don't know. I wasn't going to say first round. I don't know what it was, but Andrew Romine, uh, former shortstop, former infielder for the Angels. Um, his brother signed. He's a catcher, uh, infamous mm-hmm. for the Miguel Cabrera fight as well. By the way, uh, for those of you wondering about that one. Um, and they also, the big signing, I think I missed one other guy in there, but the big signing for the angels over the past couple of days, a one year major league deal to backup catcher, Kurt Suzuki. And you can hear it in my uh, voice. I am Roman so was a fifth rounder, but was he? I, I don't even think, yeah, he was a fifth rounder out of issue. I don't think your last comment deserves a, uh, a response. I know. Cal State, Cal State Fullerton, Cal State Fullerton. He's just there. Nice. Kurt Suzuki. Yes. Alumni. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yes. I mean, I mean, I enjoy the fact that Kurt Suzuki is a, a former Cal State Fullerton Titan when I think he won a national championship with them as well. Um, and I, I enjoy the fact that he is a SoCal guy and I enjoy the fact that that Shohei Otani likes him, but there is no reason for him to get a major league deal or to and get a rate increase. Or to get a raise, he made $1.5 million last year. He's getting $1.75 million. Um, I Honestly, I just kind of wanted – this was like kind of our first topic here. I just wanted to talk about this because I thought, I thought Perry Manassian has had a fantastic offseason up until this point. I really did. And I don't know what you guys have thought about that. Um, John, I, I know it's just Kurt Suzuki. I know it's a backup catcher. But 
What are your thoughts on the Kurt Suzuki signing? Nothing, you know, I was here because I was, I was scrolling the, and I'm still scrolling them again, the Angels rumors. None of the names you guys have dropped I've seen on here. Um, Kurt Suzuki, I, I, you know, is a backup pitcher. As I, I don't think there's anybody in Angel Land going, all right, now, Steiner Guard with Kurt Suzuki. Nothing's exciting me here. The Snyder, what, our most exciting signing is a guy who's coming back from surgery and uh, hopefully, you know, pray, 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 but it's not the big signing people are looking for. No, no, absolutely not. And, and you look at it over the last three years, Chris Suzuki has negative 15 runs, extra um, strikes, I think is what the baseball response that is. That's pitch framing. Um, for those of you who are wondering that negative 15, that's not very good. I'll say, say that much right there, especially as a backup catcher. Um, and so this is and Max Stassi by the way has 15 uh, runs extra saved I know Nate go ahead and talk if you want I, I I'll just play devil's, I'm going to play devil's advocate on the Kurt Suzuki signing you uh, try. I, I'll try I wish you the best of luck I will I, th- I think you have a better shot trying to convince people that the Dodgers are going to finish in last place this year um, so Kurt Suzuki first of all what do we bring him back for second of all we give him a race? <laughs> like, that's like saying you were the worst player in baseball last year. Not only are we going to give you a major league contract, we're going to give you more money to suck at playing baseball. That's the exact opposite. It would be like saying, Shohei Otani, you won MVP last year. Here's a demotion. Go play in AAA. Pretty much. It, that's what it's, it's unbe- like. It's unbelievable. We're going to give him a raise? I, I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And – I don't know. If it was a minor league deal, you probably could have convinced me that it was a decent sign. But the major league deal and then the Rays, it's just like, what are we doing? Like, do we want to win baseball games? I have been the biggest, biggest guy yelling about catchers for, I don't know, two, three years now, Jared. I think saying Max Stassi coming off the, uh, the hip surgery, you've seen how that has affected catchers. And they do not they, – they're not able to catch 160 games. There, there was only one catcher last year that was able to catch that many games, and it was Salvador Perez. And Salvador Ramon, Perez was a, was a very bad defender, by the way, as well. Yes. Very bad. JT Romoto got hurt. Uh, Buster Posey, he had some, some injuries. I mean, you, you go through it. Gary Sanchez didn't get to play every day. Um, you, go, you go through every single catcher, and there's really only a couple guys who played more than 150 games. Hmm. So with Max Stassi, again, it's his second year off the hip injury, and I think that is the worst injury for a catcher because that is their livelihood. They are living and really – living in that squat position, really putting a lot of pressure on the hips and, and the mobility and all that stuff that it takes to catch on a daily basis is very tough on the body. And so my biggest thing is if we are lucky, he's going to catch 100 games. Most likely, 80 games. He's going to catch about 80 games is like the realistic number. So that means you're asking Kurt Suzuki, who Joe Madden came out and said today, is a good backup to catch half of the year. A good backup should not catch half the year. A good backup should catch 30, 40, 50 games. I'd say 60 games at most. At most. But I'm, I'm saying, you know, the good catchers are, are catching 120 games. So that's 40, 40 games. 
Forty. End of the day, that's like a pl- that's a platoon situation essentially. It, it is a platoon, <laughs> and, and, should, and, and catcher probably should be a platoon position nowadays. Which I'm fine. Is if you're if you're a good hitter, you're getting moved off of the catching position. You're going to first base or something like that, just so they can save your knees and you can play longer. You know, that's why you don't have very many good hitting catchers anymore, in a sense. And also because, you know, you want a good catcher back there. Like, the, 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 the name is the description of the job. Like, you're supposed to catch, you know. And, and that's, you know, that's what Max Stassi does well. That's why, again, why we don't see very many very good hitting catchers. There are some good hitting catchers out there. Um, but, again, I mean, you can flip the scripts. That's why there's not very many good hitting pitchers because that's what you do. You get paid to pitch. You don't get paid to hit. Um, so yeah, it's tough. There's I'll play like 10, 15 good catchers that, that hit. Yeah. But I mean, I if mean, you're an average, hitter, if you're an average hitter, you know, if you, if you're, if you're batting 250, uh, with, uh, 10, 15 home runs and hundred games, 120 games, um, and you're batting in the seven, eight hole, like you're good, good hitting catcher. You know, you're, you're solid. You're getting on base, like at a three twenty to three forty clip, you know, you're good. You're, you're a good all around catcher. You know, you're probably not playing that good a defense but you're you're probably a decent you're i mean rio muto is the exception to the rule wilson Contreras kind of the exception to the rule yes uh buster posey was kind of the exception to the rule but those guys they're, are good catchers though too like but but that's what i'm saying they're the exception yes. to the rule of typically if you're a good hitting catcher you're not a good catcher and yes. i'm saying they're the exception so not the rule ex- itself so but yeah it's very frustrating to see this guy back i'll play double major league roster here. I'm going to play devil's advocate just a little bit here because you try. I, I, I'll try. Um, and you know, I'm the first guy to say that I don't like the signing at all. Um, and, and I'll be, I don't like the signing. Like it, it is what it is. However, what a heck of a job with this devil's advocate so far. However, however <laughs> you paid, what, what, what was our one like saving grace with Albert Pujols who stood next to Albert Pujols every single time. Mike Trout. Mike Trout. You can't use this one when him. the guy is not and good. Paid, and you paid Albert Pujols how much money? How much money did you pay Albert Pujols? $30 million a year. Okay. And Albert Pujols is basically putting up the same production as Kurt Suzuki, correct? So basically, in a sense, and I but know that Kurt Albert Suzuki Pujols doesn't is a much have, better hit. But Kurt Suzuki doesn't have the profile of Albert Pujols. He wasn't no, the but then greatest the clubhouse, position. Are, in the clubhouse, you are the exact – Kurt Suzuki is Albert Pujols in the clubhouse – for $29 million less. I understand that you to overpaid him a raise, but if you're looking for a clubhouse presence, which was a huge issue for the Angels down the road in the last couple of years, and Kurt Suzuki is that saving grace, and, and Dexter Fowler was that saving grace as well in the clubhouse, I, for $1.7 million, like I said, that's that's just kind of, I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm not There's the one. No I don't think it's a good signing. I'm just saying that if he is good with the pitching staff, and he is good in the clubhouse. It is okay-ish, you know. There's for no one point seven five million, I would rather see it in the clubhouse. I would rather see it. I would rather see Kurt Suzuki on a minor league deal and just against Austin Romine and say, "Hey, you two, duke it out in spring training. Whoever wins it, wins it." You know, and I don't care about our not necessarily. I don't care about our pitching staff. I would much rather see you know back to back or two minor league deals there and say hey one of you guys is going to platoon with Max Stassi one of you guys is can go to AAA or sign with a major league team i would much rather see that but however my one saving grace is that he he fills a need that the angels have which is a leadership in the clubhouse that the angels just do not have unfortunately you know, you know like who that also fits that need what Robinson Chirinos. 
Same exact guy. And he's making $900,000. I agree. I I don't like the signing, Nate. I don't like the signing. I'm just playing devil's advocate here because he's. I'm just saying you're not doing a good job with the devil's advocate. Hey, John. I just want to say, I just want to say, if you you muted Nate, you'd have convinced me. That was the only shot you had. If you just muted him because he kept interrupting with counterpoints. It's like I, what you said to me no, made makes, absolute sense. I was buying into it. Exactly. But like Nate said, kept interjecting. I wasn't, I wasn't going to let him. For $29 million dollars less, he's doing the exact same thing as Albert Pujols did for $29 million less. That's, that's the way that I look at it. And, yes, Kurt Suzuki is not a good defensive catcher. The stats prove it. Kurt Suzuki did not hit very well for minus the 25 game stretch that somehow he went like eight for 25 and hit three home runs during that stretch. I think is what it was. He had a very, he had a good 25 get day or 25 at bat stretch. That was it. You know, he is not a good player. I'll, I'll say that now. What we don't see is what he does in the clubhouse, what he talks to with Shohei Otani, what he talks to with the pitching staff. Do I trust him catching Noah Syndergaard? Absolutely not. Do I trust him catching Shohei Otani? Absolutely not. But the things that he says to them make sense. Would I rather see that as a coach or on a minor league deal? Absolutely, 100%. I think that Kurt Suzuki finds a way to return as an Angels coach down the road as well. Somehow, I mean, SoCal guy, played at Cal State Fullerton. He's going to be a fantastic manager at some point as well, I think. I think that Kurt Suzuki gets a managerial job. But, you know, like I said, it's not a good signing at the end of the day. If I was playing devil's advocate, like I said, it's a leadership thing. It's a total leadership thing. I know it's a Joe Madden thing. I know Joe Madden already said he likes him. In the story a there. Backup catcher. Not a good backup catcher. Very good fourth catcher that helps in AAA with the young guys. <laughs> if, you want, if, you wanted the, if you wanted the Albert Pujols thing, you would have had a better chance of selling me on a Dexter Fowler minor league contract. If you wanted the Albert Pujols thing, you just go get Albert Pujols again on a one-year $5 million deal and let him hit against lefties. He wouldn't return for that because the, he, because the, the Angels he ended. blew it. You know, on that end, yeah. This is terrible. Let's move on. I'm over this one. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, John, do you have anything else you want to say on that front? We st- we have more arguing, I think, to do with this pitch- starting pitching thing that we got to talk about. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I'm good. I'm good on that one. Like I said, I, I like your points, but I realized they were just devil's advocate points. Um, and, uh, again, you, you're calling it if, – if Nate's right, we're, we're really talking about a platoon situation more than a backup. So this could be – that could be – I could see that being troublesome. But one, I did want to ask one question. So did, does Otani like him or not? Because that's all I've heard was Otani like him. You guys kind of shot that down at the beginning. Did, did Otani have anything to do with this? I don't – we don't know. We, I, I don't, From that's a person's I standpoint, know. I would say yes. Yes. From like a, a friend's standpoint, I would say yes. Does he like to throw to him? I would say no. Oh, okay. Well, because the the, there were times where like Otani threw to him last year and like it did not go well. His worst starts were with Kurt Suzuki. Yeah, and it was okay. I think it was a one I think it was like a one ERA difference almost between Kurt Suzuki and Max Stassi catching him. Granted, Stassi only caught him for five games or something like that, and Suzuki I think caught twenty of his starts or something. I don't know what it was, but it was something like that. But it was a it was a pretty noticeable difference between Suzuki and Max Stassi catching him. And again, numbers numbers don't lie. So. Um, yeah, let's let's get on to the next topic here. Big topic in Angels uh, social media news. We had the two big two trades happen um, over the last week. We saw Sunny Gray um, and a Sunny Gray and a prospect was it go to the Minnesota Twins for uh, Chase Petty, former first round pick by the Twins last year. Um, 
upper 90s with a good slider changeup in, in the works there uh, out of high school. It's 26th pick, I think, for the Twins last year. Um, then we saw Chris Bassett go from the Oakland A's. I think he was 26th pick. Go and look for me. Um, <laughs> I will double check you because the only reason I would say he wasn't the 26th pick is because the Twins haven't won a playoff game since – 2006 so it's really hard to be I, I think it was like 21st but I think he was ranked 26 sorry um I think he was ranked 26 um and then we saw Chris Bassett go to the Mets which tip the cap to the Mets uh, and Billy Epler um that'll be something else we talk about down the road is the Mets and Mariners but uh on the other Chris Bassett uh, another starting pitcher that I believe the Angels had to have been in on um at some point going to the Mets uh in exchange for JT Jin and another prospect, JT Jin, very similar profile to um, Chase Petty. Uh, we got the upper 90s fastball with a good slider changeup in the works. We're still debating if both those guys might be starters, both those guys might be relievers. It's a very similar profile to, to Sam Bachman. That's that's why I'm, I'm mentioning these guys right here. Um, so first off, the question that starts this all off is, would you guys trade Sam Bachman for either one of these guys? Six years of Sam Bachman for one year of, of Chris Bassett or uh, two years of, of Sonny Gregg as one, possibly two. There's an option there for, um, for uh, Sonny Gray. Um, John, I'll let you do a little research because um, I, I see you looking at your computer, probably doing some research. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was 26 pick, by the way. Was it? Yes. Nate, what do you got on this? What are you thinking? So this is not a trade I would do for Chris Bassett. I love Chris Bassett. He's a very good pitcher. The one thing I love about Chris Bassett is he has been very dependable. You can basically punch in his numbers before the year, and he's basically going to hit those numbers. Um, but to give up our second top pitching prospect or top pitching prospect, depending on how you want to look at it, top right-handed pitching prospect is what we'll say. Um, for six years and the worst part about it is you're giving it up to a division rival which could end up biting you in the long run you know you, you could go and give them to Oakland and yeah Chris how, Bassett how often that has that happened to where you oh, look, it, it, where you it look happens somewhere and the Angels made a trade and it's like oh Gene Segura is doing good or oh Tyler Skaggs or oh Patrick Corbin's doing good you, in Arizona you know who everyone loves to bring up Mike Clevenger like they all love to that. bring up Clevenger for Vinny Pistano it. trade. They love to, but I'm I'm not saying that's a good thing. But that is the one thing that everyone loves to bring up. That's right. And he wasn't even a top two prospect. So could you imagine what happens to a team who everyone complains about having no pitching? And we go and trade a kid who we would have for six years. He goes to a division rival. And not only does he pitch well, but he pitches good enough where the Angel fans are like, wow. And the worst part about it is Chris Bassett does not make the Angels a World Series contender. He makes them maybe a playoff contender, mm-hmm. which at that point, I'm not giving up a, a number two prospect and a, the top right-handed pitching prospect in the Angels org for a guy who might get me to the playoffs. Might. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's the exact point right there that I, that I, I mean, I, I made it on Twitter. I wasn't, wasn't very happy with that. Nobody was very happy with me when I said it, but Chris Bassett and Sonny Gray do not put you into the – might not even put you into the playoffs when it's all said. They it might. It might. Um, but they do not make you a World Series contender, you know. If you're going to go get somebody, you need to go get a, a, top-tier, pro, a top-tier pitcher. Um, you know, Sonny – or not Sonny Gray. Uh, Luis Castillo, Herman Marquez, um, Shane Bieber. One of those guys, you need to go. I would even say Zach Plesac or uh, Aaron Savali. Like yeah. I would say any Indians, of the top three pitchers in Cleveland, mm-hmm. um, you, you could go get a guy from, from Miami who is better yep. than 
those two guys and younger and everything. I mean, there's you could go get John Means, who's better than both two guys, the two guys that we just mentioned. So the angels aren't in the angels aren't in the right spot to be to be making that trade for one of those guys for a one year guy yet. If it was in July and the Angels were like, all right, like this team could make the playoffs and and the difference and Sonny Gray is the difference between the Angels making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. I think they make a trade like that. Um, or Chris Bassett is that in July. But I don't think that is the move you can make right now. I don't think Sam Bachman is is the guy to be trading away there. Um, and, and back to what I was saying, you either need to go get one of those three guys that's a legit dude. You need to go get somebody who is an absolute game changer. Like he's going to make you a for sure a playoff contender. And then in July, you need to go fill another spot or two, then that's fine you know, when it's all said or done, or you need to go get depth pieces. You go get Matthew Boyd, you go, you go fill the, you go fill AAA and you go fill the spring training roster with these depth pieces that could work out for you. Um, or that could give you a certain amount of innings during the season. You know, the Matthew Boyd's the, the Danny Duffy's the, um, I'm trying to think of other guys, Carlos Martinez, but he already signed. I know we'd really like Carlos Martinez. Um, so I, Giants. I, I know, I know I wanted Carlos Martinez. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a tough, it's tough to trade for either one of those guys. And John, I know you're sitting there waiting to speak. So what, what do you got for us? Well, uh, Nate actually answered my question because I was going to lead off with the question. Does this, does this trade of future of our future make us a playoff team or even make us, is that the ACE that we need? And you, and you both answered it, that it's not the ACE that we need. Um, it does sound appealing to go to the playoffs, but if that's all we do is go first round and out, and then we've, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think I think as hungry as Angels fans are for the playoffs, I don't think that they're, you know, that's something that could come back and bite us in the butt again. And so yeah, no, yeah. So it's funny too when you think about Angels in the playoffs. The last time they made the playoffs, they played Kansas City in the first round. They got swept. They won a hundred and two games, I believe. Correct? Or was it one hundred and one? They won over. They won. They won at least a hundred games that year. People were still upset with that season. They, like, they were expected. They were the best team in baseball. They were expected to win the World Series that year. But, but I'm saying, like, as an Angel fan, like, everyone comes out and says, like, oh, yeah, you know, we'd be happy if we just made the playoffs. We would make the playoffs, get swept by Tampa Bay, and you would hear all the cries in the world saying, why in the heck did we make this trade? We didn't even win a playoff game. This is so dumb. We suck. Why did we sign this guy? Why did we do this? And we're going to be in the same exact position as if we didn't make this trade, except we might actually be better off in the future. Yeah. You're not talking about Angels fans, right? That doesn't sound like Angels fans at all. No, sorry. <laughs> I, other LA teams. It was Dodger fans. My bad. I, I mean, I watched some of this stuff on social media. The way these people talk, you know, it's constant. The constant barrage of, Artie needs Artie needs to sell the team. Like that's something that can happen. Like the commissioner says, you know what, Artie, you need to sell the team because your fans don't like you. It's not going to happen unless Artie wants to sell the team. But I mean, I, I don't have a list. You guys, you know, I mean, how many teams have not won a World Series since before 2003? I mean, it's it's not that easy to do. Now, with endless money, I mean, I, I understand we have a lot of talent, but. Angels fans, just some of these guys are just that every year. Like, yeah, and I could certainly see that. We go first round and out, and we've traded this future. That I, those same people will be, 
why did you trade this? Why did you trade? Look at him now. He's over on whatever, Pittsburgh, uh, whatever, or worse yet, Seattle or Oakland. Or <laughs> it's, Gene Seager, it's the Zach Grinke trade all over again. It's it's the, uh, like I said, it, it's the Mark Trumbo trade. It's the Hector Even the Mark Sanders Teixeira trade. Like, Mark Teixeira trade. It's exactly. It's any, any we, made the, we made the playoffs with Tex, and we lost. And it was still like, oh, man, we gave up way too much to get Mark Teixeira. And it was like. We might have not made the playoffs without Mark Tischer that year. He went on. He went off. Or the or the Andrew and Simmons trade. It's like, oh, look how good Sean Newcomb would have been for the Angels. And Sean Newcomb was terrible in yeah. Atlanta. Like, yeah, it's it, it didn't really help us because Andrelton Simmons was a very good defender, but didn't hit. And it was like, oh man, we we could have done so much more with this. this like, okay. Uh, last thing here, and I, I want to, I, I do want to put this out there because it's it's interesting to think about, and it's something. I think I don't know if Nate and I have even talked about this before, but a, a dude, an ace, does not fit the Angels' mold. We've as weird as that this. sounds, we've, we've talked about this before. An ace does not fit the Angels' mold. A guy who's going to go out there and throw two hundred innings, Max Scherzer, and this is going to sound super weird. Max Scherzer doesn't fit the Angels' mold, and you want to know why? Because of because Shohei Otani. Because of Shohei Otani. John's this, looking at us weird right now. Yes, John's looking at us really weird. He's like. He, because you have to have you have to have a six hit, you right? You have to yep. you have to go six uh, six things. Yeah, I I, I got it. I figured yep. that out. And, why, and so and this those is why guys aren't going to throw two hundred innings. Yes, those guys are not going to throw two hundred innings. That's first off. So first off, actually, in in fact, you can't value pitching the same either. And I'm just kind of this is kind of hitting me now too. You can't value the same. You can't value pitching the same in the free agent market. When you think about it, like you can, I guess you could technically value. Max Scherzer as that $445 million a year guy, but he's not making the same amount of appearances with the angels. He's throwing 175 innings in a sense, correct? Like, I mean, sure. I'm sure they could find a way to make Max Scherzer. It's Max Scherzer. I'm sure they can find a way to make him, but that, like you guys get what I'm saying. They, they, these guys just don't fit the angels mold. That's why, that's why Noah Syndergaard fits the angels mold. That's why Shohei Otani fits the angels mold. Because well, Shohei Otani created the mold. So yeah. Shohei Otani had created. to. But like Michael Lorenzen fits that mold. Michael Lorenzen fits the mold Noah because Syndergaard he's a risk. That mold. He's very risky, and he he's going to throw maybe a hundred innings for you. Hopefully, 100, right? 130, 130, 130. Exactly. He fits the Angels' mold. That's what you have to look for. That's why it's like, oh, Danny Duffy makes sense because he comes back in June and he's going to throw seventy innings for you. Hopefully, you know it's a risk and it's a good risk. It's calculated risk. You know, like it's, it makes sense. He comes back in July, he throws 70 innings, six man rotation. You keep it a little bit off of the left arm. It just makes, it just kind of makes sense in, in a sense to go for those I, risks, guys. Should I upset you and everyone else? Go ahead. There's only one big name starting pitcher who fits that mold, who you could have given me a lot of money to. Justin Verlander? No. It's Jared Trevor Cole? Bauer. It's Trevor, oh, Trevor Bauer. Bauer. Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer. The only reason he fits that mold is because he feels that he pitches better on three days rest. Yes, That's according to him and his oh. body and everything that he does every single week. Mm-hmm. He feels that he throws better on three days rest. Absolutely. So you could have five guys in the rotation and let him throw every three days or every fourth day, excuse me. And you would get your 190, 210 innings out of Trevor Bauer. He would be happy. He would think he's in the best shape of his life. And the Angels will get 200 innings out of him. But you would also have the circus in the clubhouse, which, you know, we saw how that worked out for the Dodgers last year. It's tough. It's tough. So It is tough. John, you got anything Let else? me ask you a question. Yep. I, yeah, I got a question because I, I thought we might touch on. So 
the whole uh, trout moving from center field, which was kind of debunked. But, I mean, doesn't that make sense at some point? I mean, he hasn't finished a season. And, I mean, I almost I, – I, you know, you, they were all rumors. Nothing was confirmed. Then Mads all, oh, no, he's standing in center field, da 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 da, da. But it's like when I heard that, like, Trout saying – you know, if, if it's true, if it's true, well, Trout saying, no, it, you know, I prefer – I prefer to be in center I, – I, my choice is to be in center field. But my response in my head was, well, finish the season and then, you know, complete a season uninjured or very – you know, and then we could talk about it. But is that, is that not a, something that should really be considered soon or what? It was actually considered, um, yeah. but so what happened was there was speculation from the GM and the owner and Joe, they were all talking about this. They were like, you know, it might make more sense if we shift him to a corner. And Mike Trout walked uh-huh. into the office and said, I, I think I can still play center field. I want to still play center field. I'm in the best shape of my life. Let me play center field. In a couple of years, maybe we move me to a corner. But right now, I think I can still play center field. And honestly, it, it might make the Angels a better team because this is about the same time Tory Hunter had to move off center field. And Tory Hunter was outstanding, one of my favorite Angels of all time, greatest clubhouse guy the Angels have ever had, uh, played really, really good defense, gold glove winner, um, all-star guy. Like, he was just perfect. He was like the perfect player that you you want so I, I could easily see the Angels moving him to left field or right field. Uh, unfortunately, it will not be this year. It'll probably be in two years. Um, and it sucks because you would love to have Marsh playing center field every day as much as possible. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that Trout becomes a better player at a corner position just because that's the one negative thing. I know that Trout's still fast. I know that Trout's still a good defender. I know he's got a good arm. But that's like the one negative thing about Trout is that he's not – best de- defender when it comes to the numbers side of things um so yeah i, I we i think we've talked about this before i think trout becomes better when you move him off of center field like he puts up better stats as weird as that sounds um when you move him out of center field um so, but so why aren't why aren't they just doing it because it's mike trout you can't tell mike yeah. trout, no. he, it's he mike trout it's tom brady it's yeah. Peyton Manning. It's uh, lebron james you know like telling like lebron james like uh, you know we're, we're gonna start you off the bench um, or we're not going to start you off the bench. We're going we're to put you on the bench, and you're going to come off the bench to play. Or, or Tom Brady, like, hey, we're thinking about putting putting you at a at offensive coordinator this year, in a sense. You know, like that's kind of what it's like. It's like, oh, we're going to move you. You want to know like, what no. this reminds me of? What Ichiro Suzuki comes over from Japan, and everyone expected him to play center field. Yeah. First day, he looks at the lineup card, and it's Ichiro leading off and playing center field. He goes up to the manager and says. I'm not playing center field. I want to play 160 games. I'm playing right field. Yeah. And the manager was like, what? He was like, I'm playing right field. I don't care what the lineup card says. I'm playing right field. And he played right field every day. He knew it was better for his body. He knew it was better for him and for the team. And that's why he played right field. He was supposed to play center field though. Yep. So, well, guys, fantastic, fantastic show here today, guys. Again, I want to thank everybody so much for listening here. You guys got any final thoughts? I know baseball's back. We're having a lot of, a lot of fun here talking about this um what do you got john tommy touchdown he's back brady's back (laughs) 
If I had, if I had remembered, time. if I had remembered that I had a podcast tonight and didn't just roughly sit down, I'd have my Brady bobblehead and then bring it. I guess next time I'll bring in Gronk because Gronk will be uh, Gronk will be signed by then too because I have both Brady and Gronk. So well, that's a preview for next time. I'm we'll, do it on, we'll do it on Thursday because guess who's coming on on Thursday with us? Who? See Paula? The CEO of Talking Halos. I took my wife talked to you know my wife got a my wife got hired uh, she's uh, going to be teaching high school Spanish in South Carolina she already got a job my okay. wife my wife she's perfect on job interviews I think she's at three she's every nailed each one so um uh, and so she called Derek we we talked to Derek this last weekend about she was asking for pointers on high school you know because Derek's uh, yeah I was going to give him a shout out I'm glad you mentioned him so he's going to come on cool yeah and so are you I, I, Nate's not coming on Nate's yeah, yeah I'll be here. Yeah, so oh, he's gonna be traveling. Okay, getting the old gang back together. Yes, check it out. Yeah. Well, have a safe trip, uh, uh, my friend. Where are you Thank going? Arizona. I might actually catch a game or two while I'm out there. So we'll see. We'll see. see for who? Um, it looks like the Cubs and Giants fit my schedule the best. They play us a Friday night game, um, so that could be the game that I get to because we have a doubleheader in Arizona on Friday, doubleheader on Saturday. So, me and a coaching friend might try and get out there. There you really? go. Very exciting. Wow. Very exciting. So, all right. Wow, that sounds that sounds very exciting. <laughs> all right, guys. So, thanks so much for listening here at Talking Halos, making us the best podcast out there. Can I believe that we are? I don't believe that we are. I know we're the best podcast out there. Just want to throw that out there, not to be cocky or anything. I'm confident with it. I know we are. So, guys, thanks so much for listening. Pound that subscribe button if you're watching us here on YouTube. It's fantastic. Uh, subscribe to us wherever you're listening to it as well. You can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore James. You can follow Nate at Acreen34 and John at Jags Crane. John, guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.